It's kind of one of those things, it's like the duck. You know, you see a duck in the water, right? The duck looks like it's cool, but the duck's freaking working hard under the water. Wow, I'm working hard, working hard. That's how our place is. We look cool, but we're working hard. What is new with you, Jeremy, man? The book boss? Man, you know, just helping folks write books. Finished up a book for this awesome entrepreneur I know uh, recently and uh, getting ready to launch that, hopefully. Man, just, yeah. uh, just trying to crush it with these books. Now, this is how long have you been the, uh, the master book boss now? <laughs> I don't know. Since I started calling myself the book boss, you know, I've given <laughs> myself all my nicknames I give myself. So, <laughs> those are the best kinds of nicknames. Yeah, no way else to do it. So uh, I don't know. I started this. I started my group in June, but I published my first book last February. So it's been a little over a year, about a year. Yeah. And what was what was your first book? Symptom free neck pain. Symptom free neck pain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I can see y'all. Yeah, we're coming out of the shadows here. It'll be nothing to the listeners, but this is all for us right now, Jeremy. Now, Jeremy can access. That's right. Places. Yeah, I thought y'all were in a witness protection program there for a minute. That's, I wish we could talk more about that, but we really can't. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. No, man. But dude, this, that's awesome. I know, uh, I'm, I'm relatively new to this whole, this whole publishing, this whole writing books. Growing up, I was, I was never somebody that, that thought, oh, I'll, I'll write a book one day. Right. Be, I'll be called an author, but you are, are changing. You're helping people change that belief, right? I hope so. It's awesome. That's what how's I want to do. How's that feel? Oh, man, I love it. It's, it's really cool. Like I just uh, heard from one of my students right before we uh, got on, and she was like, hey, I think I'm going to publish my book on April the 30th. I was like, sounds good. Let's do it. You know? Let's do it. So no big deal. And uh, yeah, man, got a bunch of other people. Got two or three more people that are going to publish books. I'm hoping to have about 15 published by May. So I can, uh, on my next launch, uh, really, you know, I hit $10,000 on this launch uh, just yesterday. So uh, I'm uh, hoping to maybe double that next time. Hell yeah. Have you guys ever considered writing a book? Uh, no, I'm stuck to just blogs right now, I guess, but maybe. I don't know what I'd write about, so. Write about your time in the dark room with uh, Jerry. <laughs> There'd probably be a big demand for that. That's so pretty great. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a couple of novels there. Oh gosh, That's probably horrible. pitch it to a film producer. Yeah, what? It's probably a good idea. I think you know I've been I've been following this journey for a little bit now. Um, I think the most powerful thing that I've seen that you help people with is you know somebody's working with you, trying to find their voice, trying to find their their way as an author, and they may have a friend, colleague, coworker who just kind of shuts them down and say, what the hell are you doing writing a book? Like you're not an author. And the way you've responded to that person has been really cool to see. Do you mind speaking a little bit on that yeah, and how people deal with that negativity? Oh dude, don't listen to those people anymore ever. Don't even talk to them about stuff that you're interested in. Like, um, you know, we have this, this lady in my, in my group from India, she's written like a hundred thousand word book. Um, I don't know what she's writing about. It's kind of a secret, but, uh, you know, she sat down with this person and said, Hey, um, got my book. It's almost done. And, and the guy basically said, you don't know anything about writing a book. You're not an author. You're not an editor. You know, what do you know? And, and so that was kind of, that was the biggest one that she was like, well, what do I, what do you think I should do, Jeremy? And I said, don't ever talk to that person about your book again. Like they're obviously not here to support you. Um, you know, are they an author? Are they an editor? And if they are, who cares? if people don't want to hear what you're excited about and don't want to support you, um, I just don't interact with those people anymore. Now there's, there's people in my life that have the right to tell me whatever they want to tell me. I like, I like brutal honesty from people that I trust and respect. And so if, if um, one of those guys names is Jared, his name's Jared Love. And if Jared tells me something and he says, Hey, I think this is a stupid idea. Then I sit back and I, I think about it more. Um, because he has permission to do that to me. Uh, not everybody has that permission and you can't give that permission to everybody. True. So how, how big is a hundred thousand word book? Is that like Harry Potter, the Odyssey, Bible? I think, I think, um, I have like a, Oh, I actually have an archeological study Bible right here. Whoa. And, uh, I don't know how many words is in this, but I'm sure it's about a hundred thousand. So that's a, that's a big, it's like a, a brute force weapon. Like yeah. That's what we're talking <laughs> This is for baker cysts. Is- 
What if it's like a book on how to treat baker sis and it's just a big ass book with like no words and you just use it to, to smack the shit out of the baker sis? Okay, I think that's a great idea. Can you help me write that book, Jeremy? Yeah, we'll write it right now. <laughs> I don't want to be I don't want to be contributor though. Don't don't, <laughs> don't put me in it. I get a lawsuit on that one somehow. Uh, you might never know. Who cares? <laughs> Lawsuits. Everybody's so scared to get sued these days. Um, you know what, I, guys? I think that's probably the biggest thing I see from other physical therapists or any healthcare provider. It's like they're just so afraid to be sued. They don't want to do anything. Yeah. And to be honest with you, you can get sued walking across the street. So you might as well do what you want. Yeah. It's a good point, man. I think I think that's something too. Like, I know if, I know if you've you've seen this. I've heard you mention this about scarcity mindset and physical therapy. It seems it seems like there's a there's a quite a bit whether it's the the old school mindset the dinosaur mindset and people afraid to try new things and do new things and and kind of expand their horizons. Yeah, you know, like I, somebody asked me last week um, what I thought about an ultrasound machine. Uh, it's a really good friend of mine. Go go to the pressure a lot, and I said I think they're a waste of money and you shouldn't put one on your body. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I just bought one, and I was like, Well, I hope you didn't pay much for it. But um, you know. Ultra, just like everything else, have their place. Um, I don't know where that place is, but, um, you know, we got to stop doing the things that we did 50 years ago and expecting the results that we want to see today. And there's still so many people in that mindset. And then, you know, Jared, I always fall into the middle ground on a lot of things. Like, um, you know, I do dry needling. And so there's people that absolutely love it. There's people that absolutely hate it. I always kind of tend to fall in the middle on that kind of stuff and say, hey, if it has some good to it, then let's do it. I don't necessarily need to see 50 research articles that says this helps. If, if I do something and somebody says they feel better, then I believe them. Um, and then before we got, you know, really big into talking about nocebo and placebo and, you know, Tony Romo and all that, all those O's, <laughs> you know, it's like it, our mind controls our body. We, we know that because that's, that's how, uh, you know, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was the Navy SEAL ultra marathon and broke every bone in his foot because he was David like 15 pounds. Yeah, David Goggins. Thank you. So yeah. that guy couldn't have done that without the control of his mind. Uh, there was just a seven, 62 year old Marine that broke the eight hour plank record. That was his mind. That wasn't his body. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, he had to be strong, but it was his body. So if somebody thinks they're getting better, they're getting better. I don't care if, you know, a pin over their back if it, you know, if it feels better. Now, obviously I do things that are research-based. I'm not a quack, but still, seriously, let's, let's just get with the program. Let's, if people are getting better, let's just do it. And, and let's not be afraid to share, like, you know, you and Tyler and Trace, like I, I'm okay sharing information with you guys. Like, it's okay. I don't have to be the guy for everything. We can share. We can be in the same town and share. So, you know, it just, it's, that stuff gets old. It is a scarcity mindset. Yeah. And that's abundance mindset. When you, when you do share, are you trying to yeah bake a bigger pie instead of just trying to get your own slice and take away yeah from absolutely you. i mean like i know it, just say in austin there's a ton of pts that that we all know just in that town i don't feel like they're at each other's throats i mean i, I feel i think some of them even kind of meet quarterly or something just to talk about business and, and yeah. things like that and so that can happen anywhere you don't have to be trying to hide so there's plenty of people with knee pain and back pain and, and whatever else for pts to treat and there's that old research study that I think it's kind of old now, but it said something like physical therapy only sees like 8% of musculoskeletal issues anyway. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we're, we're all trying to fight over this little 8% and there's 92 other percent that we could be out there getting if we would just stop trying to fight over it. Yeah. And book creating your own book is a way to get that a couple of that oh, more man. piece of that pie, right? Dude, absolutely. Like I have a book right here that, uh, Brianne Showman wrote, it's called On Your Day, On Your Life. I mean, it's like, what is it, 70 pages? Like, do you, I mean, do you have a book to hand somebody that says, here's the book I wrote that talks about productivity? I don't, you know, it, it helps. Yeah. It's better than a business card. Oh my God. Yeah. That is the new business card. Like, hand somebody a book. That's awesome. It absolutely is. And it's, it's easy to do. I want to, like, I just, I always have some books laying around, but I have this book by Mike Gable. Um, beyond tape. So Mike Gable's out in um, California, New Mexico. I can't remember. I just, I just interviewed him for my podcast last week, but uh, anyway, like he has become the rock climbing guy in his town in that area. 
and the the local store that sells the equipment has this book in it. Um, how, could he have become that guy with other ways? Yeah, but this just helps because I mean, yeah, this book is like phenomenally done. It's three hundred pages. It's got pictures because I need pictures, and you know, so there yeah. you go. I'm He's a picture guy. guy too, for sure. I mean, you went to LSU, so why wouldn't you be? Yeah, that's that's basically all. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically all our courses where it just, it just showed a bunch of pictures in text, you know. And, yeah, you know, that's, that's where ours was. Yeah. It was, it was very slow. It was very slow, uh, very yeah. slow coursework there. You got, you got any good LSU jokes? Uh, no, you know, I like LSU because Tech's never going to win a national championship. And so, goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> Go Tigers. Get the gap. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, let me get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it was hey, we're putting Louisiana on the map, man. Again, it was, it's been a good year for Coach O. I'm happy Coach O is getting yeah. some recognition. Yeah, man. I didn't think that was a good hire, but I mean, that guy's legit. He, he knows his stuff. He's a great person. Yeah. And uh, anybody that travels with his kids and his wife by him and, and just brings them along for the ride and, and just loves on people like he does has got my support. Um, you know. It's it's just it's amazing. It's it's cool to watch you know LSU win, and because it's been a while since they've yeah. won like that. And it's really great to watch Alabama lose. Oh man, absolutely! That's even better. Nobody likes Alabama. I can't think of a better <laughs> sports year than Alabama and the Patriots both losing. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard to beat. That will probably never be beaten in my mind. Because <laughs> I think New England is the Alabama of the NFL, but vice versa. Um, yeah. And then the the only problem I had with LSU going to the national championship is, you know, like, so guys I already told you I have kids. I don't watch a lot of sports anymore, but, but this year I was like, Hey, dad's going to watch LSU play football because they're going to be good. And I want to at least see one more good season. And uh, cause you know, we have the saints, so we're not guaranteed anything ever. That's right. Um, I mean, I got my, my paper bags on, on standby over here. So <laughs> just, you know, it's, it's going to come back in about one year with Drew Brees leaves. But um <laughs> You know, I turn on the TV and Nick Saban's sitting there at the freaking counter, and I'm like, dude, we can't even get rid of this guy when we do. Yeah. <laughs> There's a good, like, freeze frame picture, though, when whoever was sitting next to him puts on the tiger. Have you seen that, when they put on the tiger uh, mascot hat? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's he nice. has a good face on there. It's cool. Yeah, it's good. I like it. But bringing it back to the, the books, man, it's like – so I'm with a sports startup company right now, and we we've, we've did some gym drop-ins where we, like, randomly, you know, show up in a gym – Here's a flyer. We have an event coming up about blood flow restriction training. We'd love to see you there. Um, you know, uh, trying to, you know, build that connection, build a part of, you know, be a part of the Austin fitness community. That's, that's entirely different, you know, mindset when you actually come in with a book in hand and like, Hey, here's a couple copies of, of my book, you know, hand this out for free to your members. Or like maybe there's even a, a deal where like you make an affiliate commission off of selling the book. Is, are people doing that right now? With their book? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we have uh, Amanda Painter Diver. She just wrote a book about rowing, indoor rowing. And um, she uh, she just mailed me about 40 or 50 copies of her book. So there's, you know, CrossFit gyms are everywhere now. Um, but there's one here in town. It's called Christ Fit. So it's a ministry, but they have 6,000 people on their Facebook page. Whoa. And like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a cult following. It's not because it's Christian ministry, but anyway, they, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's not, but they have gyms in other States now. So this guy, uh, Billy Weatherall has grown this gym and now there's like two or three other States that have them. And so I'm going to take her books to that place. Um, I know the owner, we're not like super close, but I know him and talked to him a couple of times. We're going to take those around to different places here in Louisiana and uh and just kind of see if we can grow her brand all over the country that way and then of course she has greg todd as her mentor so he's got some other plans for but i mean yeah man we're gonna take that um the cool thing that we did when we when we promoted her book on instagram is i um tagged um rowing concept or whatever the company is yeah that makes the rower that she demos on and they've already got one of the like ceos or marketing analysts or somebody has already gotten into her rowing facebook group just from tagging them wow. so I mean, she's already, already gotten access to somebody that she would have never had access to without the book so it's it's huge man and and you know there's another one of my students that had been going by this uh, skilled nursing facility forever you know leaving her car not getting any patients she goes in a few weeks ago and she's like 
hey, I'm here. She's like, oh, they're like, yeah, whatever. And she's like, oh, I brought you a book. And the nurse, the admin of the whole place, like brings her into her office and sits down and talks to her for 30 minutes because she has something to give her. You know, it's not like, let me leave my business card. And, you know, if you don't throw it away, as soon as I leave, maybe call me one day. It's, oh, here's a, you have a, Jared, even you don't throw books away. I mean, come on now. Yeah. And I went to LSU. <laughs> and you went to LSU. So, <laughs> but, you know, it just gives you something to add value. Um, we all know that if you can add value to somebody or somebody's audience, yeah, then that's going to level you up already. And so with a book, you can do that. That's powerful because it's all, it's always hard to, how do you add value when you go to a gym drop in? I know yeah. Tyler's, Tyler's been with Orange Theory for a while. Y'all do pre-sale probably the best, you know, from any Fortune 500 company, right? Yeah. Y'all have any, any good tactics that y'all use when y'all do drop-ins? Well, the, the owner of the company who like the whole idea behind the company, she has a book and, and every single, and every single studio or whatever you want to call it, yeah, they're called studios. Her book, Ellen, uh, Ellen's book, oh God, what's the name of it? I forget the name of it. Something like to burn or something. Um, you can read her whole life story. It's basically her biography and how the, how the um, company got started. So it's sitting right there. Yeah. Yeah. Not easy. It's, it's, and it's instant authority too. I mean, you know, people come in. I'm just telling you, guys, you walk in, five physical therapists walk in for a job interview, and, and one of them has a book. I mean, on what you're, the, the clinic's about. I mean, who's going to look better? The guy with the freaking book. You know, even if yeah. you don't know what you're talking about, you took time to write it down, so it still looks good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you helping people with like, once they write the book, get it on like audible? Is that something that any of your clients can do? Or is that, cause you know how voice is kind of like a big thing now. That's how I consume most of my content. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, man. So that's, that's one of the things that um, one of my students, Amanda Painter has done. Uh, she did in my group talk how to do it's, it's through ACX is how you get it on audible. Uh, so it's another branch of Amazon. So she's gone through how to do that. Um, we're getting uh, David Bailiff, who's written a book. We're gonna we're trying to get him to narrate his book because he has such a he has a southern accent and he's, yeah, he's like that'd be good. It's like your crazy uncle that you want to listen to <laughs> all the time. And so yeah, man, it's uh, definitely trying to get everybody to go from no book to written book to Audible um, and Kindle because you know you can turn these books into uh, one guy, Carrie Oberunner says you can have eighteen streams of income from them, and so you can do. Um, a written book, Kindle version, Audible, uh, DVD, CDs, um, a co online coaching program, all this stuff that you can turn that can come from the book. So it's really cool. Um, so yeah, we definitely want to get them on Audible um, as soon as possible. Because that's, that's the only awesome. way, I mean, I don't read very many books anymore because I just don't have time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I just read them, listen to them in the car, I listen to the podcast. Like one week I consume 30 podcasts between Monday and Wednesday, you know, yeah. because that's, that's just the way I learn now. Yeah. And that speaks to why voice is so powerful too, right? Sure. I mean, it really is. And there's, you know, none of us are getting less busy. True. Um, obviously the three of y'all are, are super busy and, you know, starting up your PT career and, and I'm kind of in the middle of my PT career, maybe, you know, the first third or whatever, but um, after 11 years and then got wife and kids and, I'm coaching soccer. It starts Tuesday with both my kids, two teams. It's just, you know, we just get hectic. And so it's hard to sit down and read a 300 page book. Um, I'd rather listen to it, you know, yeah. by the author. So, and it's really powerful to let the author themselves narrate the book because um, I think it was 10 X by Grant Cardone. He narrates it. And there's like, you know, probably 10 minutes or 15 minutes in that book that wasn't in the book. You know, it's just him going, Hey, I'm reading this and I wanted to say this in the book, but I was, I didn't think I should say this. So I'm going to say it now because they yeah. can't do anything about it. <laughs> so it's, have it's really have you listened to David Goggins book? that can't hurt me. No, I'm glad you said that. Cause I'm oh, it down. I don't put that is the only book that I've listened to on audible three different times because it's, he does it like he reads the book and he does a lot of what you just said of like stuff that wasn't in the book. He has like little podcast sessions after each, um, chapter. after each chapter with like the guy that's narrating it to get his insight on like what was actually just said. Cause he goes into some heavy shit there and it's that's like awesome. reflecting on it. So yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a good one. Get that one. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've listened to him on about three podcasts and he's just phenomenal. Like his story, mm -hmm. just, just the fact that he ran a freaking hundred mile race with every bone in his foot broken. It's just unbelievable to me, you know? So if I step wow. on a 
you know, match car in my living room on the way to get a donut out of the kitchen. I, I fall down and cry. So. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. What would you write a book about guys? What are you thinking? Yeah, I got it. Fiction, nonfiction. Oh, that's a good, there you go. That's yeah. a good start. You can write a, you can write a fiction book. Yeah. I feel like I'd have to go nonfiction. I'd probably do like, if it's going to be applicable to what we're doing now, like side hustles outside of your daily, like PT clinic or healthcare job and like, yeah, something like that. Cause it's more inspiring to me to do side hustle stuff than it is working clinic. Like I like doing it, but mm -hmm. it's like, I look forward to podcasting with the book boss and you guys on weekends. Like, yeah, you know, I, I go into work. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> some parts of it are great, but then yeah. there's, I mean, there's some parts that aren't. So yeah. kind of getting to choose what you, how you grow your healthcare knowledge on like outside of clinic. It's a good, yeah. a good one. I'd read that book. I'd listen to that. Book. Yeah. <laughs> You're not reading nothing. <laughs> Just, I'll make it a picture book. And <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I went to LSU. Oh, man. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> you have a book on audio, Audible on how to make a picture book. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be right down my alley. No, no me, and, me and Andrew Tran are going to write that book. Don't write that one. <laughs> Guys, so, you know, it's funny. Um, talking about books and, and what you would write, but the, like the side hustle thing, what Trey, what Trey said, got me thinking. So I have a friend of mine that's a PT and um, he's written about 20 books in the last three months. And basically he's taken um, business books and condensing them down into 30 minute reads. Cause I mean, I could maybe re I could read a 30 minute book. Um, but you know, he and I have both been out of PT school for 11 years and, and, you know, we have massive amounts of debt. I went to St. Augustine um, in Florida and you know, I have a ton of debt that I'll probably, my kids will hopefully finish paying off. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, like he and I've talked about, we didn't, we never thought there was anything else we could do other than physical therapy. And then people like Greg Todd and Aaron Bauer and Jared Carter and Paul Goff and these guys came along and you're like, Oh, well, I can teach, you know, I know something, you know, obviously I didn't know it at the beginning. It was going to be about books um, <laughs> because I, you know, I didn't do great in English, but um you went to LaTeX. But tech. now, I went to LaTeX. <laughs> you know what they call people that went to tech? What? Boss. Hey, there you go. Oh, book boss. Oh. Anyway, so, <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, I never thought that was what it was going to be. Hey, buddy. What's up? So, can you wave? You're on a podcast. Say something so you can be on it. Okay, good. Perfect. So anyway, but you know, now, now we both know that like there's things that we can do. So he's making money on selling books. He's doing, he has a plant-based Instagram page that has 137,000 followers that he grew since last March. So in less than a year, he grew up to 137,000 followers. And so now we know that there's other things that we can do to make a living and to make more money and pay back our student loans. Like I made more money in one week than I've made ever in a month as a physical therapist by selling my online course. So um, thank you, man. I need that paperclip. So, you know, it's like there's options to yeah. do things. And I'm, I'm with Trace. Like I love, I love taking care of patients. Okay. If I could do, if I could take care of patients and never do any paperwork, never charge anything and just do it and talk to them on the phone and things like that, man, I would do this a million years, <laughs> but um, we have to do paperwork and all that stuff. But so like, I get excited about doing podcasts. I get excited about helping people write books. It's hard for me to get excited as much about patient care as I used to just because of the constraints not because I don't enjoy it. Yeah. So I get it. I get it, man. But there's, there's so much out there that we can be doing as physical therapists. And we're so, we're such experts on so many different things. We had a PT student a couple of weeks ago, do an in-service and she said, everybody in this room is an expert. And I was like, dude, that's a PT student. If she gets it, like we should be able to get this. Yeah. So yeah. just got to do it. That's powerful. So y'all two still got to talk about what you're authoring. Oh, that's right. That's that's right. It. <laughs> I want to write a, I want to write a, a fiction book, man. I don't know what it's about yet. I want to, I'm just going to rip off Harry Potter. <laughs> Didn't she rip off someone already? Yeah, she's Didn't all she rip off. Yeah, it's all rip off. Rip off and... I'm going to do like, I'm going to do like the Bayou version of Harry Potter. It's like a, it's a magical <laughs> gator. That would be awesome. <laughs> you'll get rich. Yeah. <laughs> From I-10 down, you'll be rich. That's you right. Don't have to worry about it. That's right. <laughs>
<laughs> it's gonna be so many typos in that book. Yeah, that's that's well, that just makes it more uh, by you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a good name for that. Like, I'm trying to think of like a, a nice Southern Louisiana name like, instead of Harry Potter, instead of yeah. British Harry Potter. Yeah, Jared Aguilar. I mean, <laughs> like Bobby Boucher's already taken. Bobby Boucher, like, yeah, yeah, like Johnny Johnny Boudreaux in the. A magical boudin. I don't know. Boudreaux a bear. Boudreaux, yeah, Boudreaux a bear. <laughs> His magical gator stick. Yes. <laughs> that needs to be the the title of this podcast. Bobby a bear and yeah. his magical gator stick. Boudreaux a bear. <laughs> That's my cousin. That probably is. What about you, Tyler? <laughs> I don't. I I, I, I I'm, I'm honestly like I'm falling so short on it. I don't know. I, I try to make the joke on the, the book on, the audible book on how to do a picture. That fell that fell short. That's good. That's I, don't good. I don't know. I don't know. Come back to me. I, I'm gonna spend the next ten minutes thinking about that. It'll be a comedy book, I think. Whatever you, whatever you find. Oh. I think a fiction sounds so much more fun than nonfiction. It does. It sounds does. so much more like you can just go off and there's really no wrong you could do in fiction. Yeah, you write whatever you want. Like, and by the way, this door opens up into the magical kingdom. Yeah. Just because I wanted it to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, has anybody, right. Go ahead. Has anybody written a, a, a fiction physical therapy book yet? There's a market for that. That sounds so weird. <laughs> just give it to first years. Just things that don't yeah. actually work in clinic. Have you yeah. heard it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I already took that class in school. Hey. Uh, boom. <laughs> Take that, Stanley Paris. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it wasn't Stanley. It wasn't Stanley. <laughs> no, we had, a, we had a teacher one time that like – Every every story that they told uh, never ended well. It was like, why are you teaching mm. us? It's like, it's like I almost had this person healed, and then we did this manipulation, and then they went straight back into acute. Like, oh god! And it was every it was every story. I mean, every story. So yeah, it was, it was crazy. Hang on. Hey, I'm glad she's that? teaching now. Or he's teaching. Now. Is he? That's cool. Yeah, he. I was telling. So I got a Stanley Paris story. So I was walking behind Stanley Paris one day. He was about ten feet in front of me in the parking lot. And my pants were too long and like they were going every step. And I was like, Oh God, he's going to say something. And like, I could just feel, you know, the anger from, you know, I could just see his face. And so he stops and he turns around and he says, young man, pull up your pants. <laughs> I said, uh. Dr. Paris, my pants are pulled up as high as they can go. My legs are short. And <laughs> <laughs> I just won't stop dragging the floor. And he's like, very well then. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And he, oh, I also got another one. So he tells everybody, he teaches like, um, I think the cervical manipulation course. And he did, he did like two courses for us when, when I was there in St. Augustine. So this is like 12 years ago. And he says, you know, in the cervical spine, the cervical spine is what he says. He does the cervical say spine. Everyone has seven vertebrae, and he points at me and he says, "Even this young man right here." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's oh. amazing. <laughs> you got you got heckled, man, by uh, I got heckled, by Paris. Yeah. Wasn't anything I could do about it. I needed my degree. I already Dude. spent so much money. I just had to smile. God damn! It's a good joke. He was brutal. <laughs> That's just. I love hearing him speak. Yeah, cervical spine. Yeah, I love no, I just he's a phenomenal speaker. Um I don't book with y'all any um but like he was just he 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 gave he gives this pain lecture or he used to. Um and so and they may even play it for students now, who knows, I don't know. But he comes in and he speaks and he's just he um he just had a commanding presence. He does. And uh you know, he's just well he's been around forever. You know, yeah. this the guy the guy um you know made I think he's a vampire. Knowledge. If he he may well be. I mean, he's swam the English Channel twice. And, I mean, who I mean, can survive that? That's yeah. You know, he was seventy last time. Maybe he just survives off of all the money that he made off of the university. Dude, he made a lot of money. I mean, they built a thirteen million dollar school when I was there. So amazing. Like, he's got plenty of money. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. Cut me off. I don't have anything intelligent to say, really. I just talk until somebody stops. Yeah, well, we know where you went to school. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, we went to St. Augustine on the Austin campus too, so yeah, we we definitely know that that vibe. I know there's there's a, a recorded lecture of him that Tyler and I make fun of. Uh, it was it was a pain lecture, mm-hmm. and this is recorded, so it's like we can always go back to it. Uh, <laughs> he's he started his lecture, and then a student comes in late, and he like stops <laughs> midpoint, and he just goes off on the student, yeah. and like asks, "Why were you late?" And she's like, "Oh, traffic." And he's like, "No, traffic didn't make you late. You." You chose to be late. That was your choice. You could have woken up earlier. You know there's traffic. And he's like, he's, he's that. I don't know if that's an old school mentality. I don't know what mentality that is, but he's got it. Dude, that, he, he definitely does. We, like our first week in PT school, there was another teacher there um, who was one of the most intimidating people I've ever met in my life. And she, it was a she. Um, and so same thing happens. Some girl comes in late and she's just like screaming at this girl. And and so it's just like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> like, you know, I'm over there crawling under a desk and uh, like, mm, I'm not going to be late. They, they, you know, in PT school, or at least in St. Augustine, when I went, they scare you so much, like the first two weeks yeah, you, that you think they're going to kick you out at any possible second. Like I would get up and shave every day, which is crazy. I would iron my pants and shirt every day oh. for the first semester. And then by like the third semester, you're just like, strung out on coffee and you just don't even care anymore. So then I stopped shaving and, you know, sometimes I would tuck my shirt in. Sometimes I wouldn't. It just, <laughs> so. Yeah. But then you think like I'm paying them so much money. There's no way they kick me out. Yeah. I kind of thought right? that too. And, and so anyway, but, but you know, guys, I, to be honest with you, um, it was a lot of money and there was a lot of stuff I didn't enjoy, but I feel like I got a really good education from St. Augustine and, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's friends of mine that I would, that I've mailed, uh, I've mailed a thousand pages of notes to one of my friends at a different school because they were like, Hey, we're not getting anything on Therex. They just told us it's important to exercise patients. We don't, wow. they're not teaching us anything. I was like, sure. I'll send you my notes. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I guess it was better than what some people got. For sure. Shout out to St. Augustine. Thank you for the yeah the Thanks. opportunity and the degree. That's right. Thanks for being a sponsor of this episode. <laughs> That's right. This episode is sponsored by St. Augustine and LSU. My, my and LSU. <laughs> We're all going to be sued. Don't <laughs> scarcity mindset. Yeah. That's their fault. Yeah. yeah man. So what's, what, how easy is it to get published on Amazon? Is it, is it really that easy? Dude, I'm trying to talk my seven-year-old into writing a book so we can publish it. That's how easy it is. Is I mean, literally, it takes five minutes once you sign up. It's it's kdp.amazon. Um, it's just like signing up for another Amazon account. You put in your bank information, and uh, dude, you upload your book. You put the title, author, put a picture on there, and you got a book. It takes one to two days for them to approve it most of the time, but sometimes it happens in six hours, and you start selling. So Dang. it's super easy. Dang. Even... Even the Duck Leg Podcast crew could do it. What now? Oh. <laughs> Even LSU grad. <laughs> well, Dude, so listen, y'all already have a book, so you could just put together the Duck Legs Podcast book. Yeah, um, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck, and and there's your book. I mean, yeah, you got what? How many episodes do y'all have now? Oh, oh, too many. Yeah. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> That's a damn good idea, Jeremy. Do it, do it, man. Yeah, get your book. Let's do Go it. Go to podcasting places and show them. I don't mean you can do it. I'm serious. So seriously, though, um, my servant PT podcast. I'm thinking about going back and turning that into a book. Um, you know, I have like 50 guest episodes that I've done, and I've kind of let that go. And I, I do it, you know, periodically now. But there's some really good stories in there uh, for sure that, ins- that inspire would inspire PTs and, and anybody. Um, you know, and then you know, people that I have writing books now, just interviewing them. Well, why'd you want to write a book? Well, what did you learn through the process? I mean, it's all good for, for people to know. And so, you know, maybe it's not a, a bestseller, but it's knowledge that can help other people. And, and that's really, guys, that's what I've, I've come to realize that this is about. Like, I can't, uh, I just did a video a couple of hours ago in my group. I can't treat more than, I really don't want to treat more than about 10 people a day. Depends on where you are. Um, I've treated a whole lot more than that before, but you know, you can reach so many more people with a podcast and a book. Um, you know, my, my servant PT podcast has been downloaded on every continent that has people, you know, yeah. I don't know if the penguins have listened to it in Antarctica yet, but, um, you know, it's like, it's, it's getting there. So, yeah. I mean, 
you can't have that reach sitting in, you know, the clinic in Shreveport or Bossier City, Louisiana. It yeah. just doesn't happen. Yeah, I graduated with some penguins. <laughs> <laughs> What's in that cup? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You thought of a book yet, man? Then there it is. He gave it to us a little bit. Oh, there, 11, that's it. Eleven lessons. From yeah. One year from four years of podcasting. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Uh, but it's got to be some weird number. You can't say like ten lessons. You have to. Like, yeah. No. The thirteen. Seven and a half. The thirteen. Seven and a half. <laughs> Y'all should all be in duck suits on the cover. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on a nest. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. I'm down. <laughs> Uh, with a sign that says go tigers yes <laughs> yes thank you stanley paris for the memories <laughs> he'd see the shit out of us oh absolutely 100 <laughs> and win <laughs> yeah he would yeah he would he'd be like just take as much money as you need to marry these guys we don't ever want to see them <laughs> god i can't i can't i can't afford to pay him more money no, me right either. Me either. Neither can I. Like, so guys, listen. So seriously, I called my wife before we got married, and I said, "Hey, I made an error in my uh, calculation. I actually owe Stanley Paris one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in in loan. So if you don't want to get married, I understand. Like, I already have a house payment. <laughs> so I, remember, I remember. I just remember her laughing, like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, seriously, I was like, "Yeah, seriously." I mean, we pay you guys. We seriously. We pay more for my student loans every month than we pay for our house that we live in. It's, it's yeah. really, it's crazy. So it's wild, man. It's, I really have a hard time telling people to go into physical therapy. Um, it's really hard for me. Yeah. You know, because it's just so much money and, and the returns not there. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I don't want to be an orthopedic surgeon and I'm glad I'm not. Uh, Cause I'm working with two right now and I see what they have to do every day and it never stops. It's a 24 seven thing. Um, but golly for the money that I put out, I wish I, I wish I was making a lot more, you know? Yeah. Do you think that'll ever change? Do you think that student loan bubble is going to burst or do, or do you think that ROI is ever going to change for PTs, traditional PT? You know, I think Bernie Sanders is going to be the next president. He's going to, you know, forgive everybody's loans. So it doesn't matter. No, no, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's got a uh, he's got a rally here in two hours in downtown Austin. We're going in our duck suits. <laughs> oh, please do, please do. So no, listen, I, I I feel like Jared that it is going to hit a bubble and burst eventually because I mean places like you know St. Augustine that raise their tuition fifteen percent every year or whatever it is. You know, it's, you can't, you can't keep doing that and you you can't charge $300,000 for a $60,000 a year job. It just ain't, it's just not happening. I mean, eventually, surely people are going to figure out, Hey, this doesn't make sense. You know, you know, thankfully I've been able to pay my student loan. You know, there's been some times where it was pretty tough, but for the most part, I haven't had a whole lot of trouble paying it monthly, but um, it's because in Louisiana we get paid more because I don't know. For some reason, a lot of people don't want to live here. I don't know, but um, <laughs> I, I hope that it busts and I hope that it's reasonable. Um, I think, I think that's for any college tuition, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, and to be honest with you, like for my two kids, you know, I, I hope that either if they want to be a teacher or some kind of medical professional, then I want them to go to college. If they want to, if they don't want to do either one of those things, then I'd rather them go to a technical school and, and learn a skill. Um, because to be honest with you, I have a cousin that's a pipeline welder that makes $5,000 a week, you know, works about six months a year and, and does whatever he wants. So like, he didn't have any edu- you know, college education. So if, if that's the whole reason that people are, and I know people, you know, I, I talk about having a purpose all the time and I truly do believe that you have a God given purpose. Um, but if your purpose is not to be a physical therapist or a doctor or a teacher, then you can live it out being a welder or, or um, you know, a pipe fitter or a mechanic or whatever. I, you know, you don't have to go spend, you know, 30 years of your life in school to make a living. Yeah. Just don't. So I don't know. I just, it's, it's very, um, it's very hard for me to, to recommend PT to people. Uh, and it's not because I'm jaded. It's not because I'm angry. It's just because it doesn't make sense financially. True. You know? Yeah. And so people that have asked me, I've recommended PA over PT because it's about the same investment and PAs are getting 
more and more freedom and autonomy and PTs, yes. we have direct access kind of, we kind, kind of like, of. they, they extended our bedtime. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, staying up till 11 now. <laughs> yeah. Look guys, um, until we get our crap in order as PTs and stop fighting each other and bickering, like our profession is just going to keep circling. And yeah. I, you know, I don't go to a lot of, um, I don't go to a lot of APTA things. I don't try to talk about the APTA or talk to the APTA. I, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Cause it's, I do care about our profession, but I don't want to, I don't know. It's just, I'm kind of weird, but I mean, when we were constantly bickering and fighting and, and we're trying to decide what issues we should get involved in and, you know, who should talk and maybe we just need to make our profession better and then stop being a subservient profession and stop, you know, waiting at the bottom of the table for scraps and start going after the things we want. Um, I don't know. That's just how I feel about things. And, but you know, we, we have people teaching in schools, you know, we have an orthopedic teacher that's never treated a patient, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. You know, Scott, you know, we have an orthopedic instructor um, at, at one school that went through the ortho residency program at that school and then came back and started teaching, but never really got into the real world. Yeah. Um, you know, right now I'm working at a hospital ba- based outpatient clinic. That's what I'm working at a private clinic. You know, you're yeah. fighting for your life as a private PT. You're just sitting there collecting a check at a, at a hospital base because you know patients are coming. There's a thousand doctors on staff or a hundred or whatever. You know, who cares? Whatever, it's going to happen. You're going to get paid. But I don't know. I think we got to we got to throw away some of those old textbooks that we've been looking at for the last seventy years and uh, That's right. start doing some new things. Writing our own textbooks, writing our own books. There you go. I mean, maybe so. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you want me writing the textbooks, but uh, I can definitely entertain you with some stuff. Yeah, it seems like this. I think this is the past theme for a couple of our latest podcasts is like the importance of side hustles because yeah. again, it's getting harder and harder to recommend the investment of PT, and we've all got loans that we need to figure out how to manage, and we've all got other goals. Yeah, yeah. trap phone we jumping trades. We need to teach people how to build relationships too. Yes. That's, that's something that's missing in our profession. I think is, is we just go and they say, okay, well, how does this work? Well, you get an order from a doctor, you treat a patient and then you go send them back to the doctor and they tell you what to do next. And they tell you what to do next, tell you what to do next. Or you could just, you know, what I like to do is go build relationships with people in the community and patients. And, um, you know, I, I had this one lady, the one time that I treated, I did a really good job. I gave her my cell phone number. I prayed for, and you know, did all these amazing things that I, that I felt like needed to be done for this person. Ended up seeing 12 members of her family over the next two years. So, I mean, it was because I built that relationship. It wasn't because the doctor, because most of those people, the doctor wasn't going to send They're like, Hey, I'd really like to go see Jeremy, took care of my wife, my sister, my mother-in-law and all this stuff. So we need to learn how to build relationships. That's, that's really one of the things we're missing huge. I think. It's that branding, that business, that marketing. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, man. Yep. Yep. Cool. What's the name of your Facebook group where people can learn more? Oh man, I don't even know. Uh, Healthcare Self Publishing <laughs> Academy. <laughs> I got it. Healthcare Self Publishing Academy. Um, so you know what I'm doing now is I'm I have an online course and everything that you can do. Everything in my online course is pretty much in my free group. There's over 50 videos that teach you how to publish. I've gotten on the phone with so many people in the last few months for free and, and tried to help them in any way possible. And then uh, something I'm really getting into now is uh, I'm starting to do a lot of outreach to entrepreneurs of medical profession and other professions and just doing done for you books. Like, you know, people have content, they want to write a book. We know it's something that can help you increase your authority and get you on stage. I mean, I'm speaking at an event in uh, Dallas uh, in April. Uh, Josh Payne and David Valus um, concierge mobile PT event. Awesome. And the only reason I'm speaking on that event is not because we're friends, but because I have the book and I'm able to teach people how to write books now. So um, it's open doors for me that I wasn't even thinking about. And so I'm reaching out to entrepreneurs and trying to make, help them figure out that that's something that they need. And uh, dude, that's, that's what my life's going to be about. I really plan on being a uh, part-time PT by the end of this year. There we go. Time. Do you feel like you're the LeVar Burton of physical therapy? <laughs> man i hope i am i hope i am so oh man pt reading rainbow i mean that's just, that that's some aspirations right there i'll have to reach out to lavar and see if i can get him on my podcast yeah cool. man oh that'd be that'd be epic 
That'd yeah. be so epic. Oh gosh, you just gave me a great, great idea. I'll have to give you credit for that one. Yeah, man. I'd, I'd love to be on that. I'd love, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when you talk to LeVar Burton, man. That'd be awesome. Is there another person on this call right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's just me breathing heavy. <laughs> LeVar? LeVar, it's me. <laughs> LeVar, please don't hang up. Please don't, don't hang up yet. Hang on just a second. <laughs> just a second. Somebody, Jordan, please don't, don't don't end me. Don't end the call. Don't end the call. Yeah, just like, hang on, hang on. Leave this meeting for all. Yep, hang on. <laughs> We're here with Kunta Kente. <laughs> I loved you in Roots, dude. <laughs> you can't come on my podcast because I can't hit edit fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. oh man, dude, it's so funny. And when's the course launch again? I don't know. May. Man. I haven't decided yet. Like I'm, I'm torn right now between just letting people in whenever, um, and and waiting. So I just I actually just let somebody in um, yesterday, and uh, it was just somebody. So it go goes back to doing relation, building relationships, and then another thing too that PTs are scared of, Jared. And I know you didn't ask me this, but like putting yourself out there online, like Facebook Live videos. I think I've done over two or three hundred now in the last few years. Like I don't care if you don't like. It's, it's cool. Like I'm a Christian. I love my kids. You know, I, I teach at church. I, uh, you know, I do, I do books. And if you don't like that, that's fine. If you don't agree with that, that's fine. I, I don't really care. And so I can do the videos and I can do things and I can be me a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But by doing that, um, this lady reached out to me and I got on the phone with her and, uh, from a Facebook post, a Facebook message and a 16 minute call, phone call, I made a thousand dollars this week. Um, because I was, building relationships um, that can translate to anything. Yeah. Physical therapy, you know, whoever, whatever, it doesn't matter. So um, probably going to launch again. And uh, if people reach out to me, I'll let them in. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, we've got to have something, got to have some kind of deadline to, to push it. We know how all that stuff works. And, yeah. Um, Psychology. Yeah, hopefully, all hopefully stuff. yeah. And I have a book that I'm trying to get published. Well, I'm going to get published before May because I want to go to um, smart success, healthcare live in, Orlando this year. I want to be able to take books to everybody that's there. Yeah. Um, and so that's my goal right now is to finish my book. Um, so I can hand it out to everybody because Josh Payne did that last year, um, handed out like 500 copies of his book. And it was like one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Like people like, he, I mean, he, in everybody's mind, like he immediately instant yeah. authority. So. And we saw not the same, but similar at CSM, Trace and I were just there. Theracane did that with their Theracane. They just, at the expo, they just threw out millions, thousands, thousands of Theracanes. Of for sure. It's just like just giving out your book, giving out your Theracane. It's if you can yeah. take that hit, it's a great move, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the cool thing is with the Amazon is these books cost about two dollars and fifty cents to print. You know, like yeah. if I want to print one for me, you know, if I'm selling it to you for ten dollars, then I don't pay anything. I just get the cut from that. Um, you know, because Amazon nice. takes it out of your ten or whatever. But um, you know, if you want to print out a hundred copies, it's going to cost you $250. But if you hand out those 100 copies to the right people, um, one of my students handed out her book and made $2,000 off of a book. because She um, closed us two, six package cash PT visits, $2,000 on a $2 book. It's pretty much, that's pretty good. That's pretty good awesome. ROI. Yeah, dude. <laughs> For sure. Mm. Any what time does XFL start? I think, man, I think we're about to go hop, hop on, man. I, need, I to, might I need, to go, need to go blow your nose or something, man. I uh, do. <laughs> I'm using this. Uh, I'm using like my beanie to wipe my nose. Hopefully the snot hasn't oh, been too. <laughs> That's the type of realness you get on the duck leg show. Oh, we God. keep it real as snot on this episode, man. Oh, filter. filter. Yeah. I edit, I edit myself good. I don't care what Jeremy says. No, you don't. <laughs> Dude, hey, don't edit your podcast. I know. I, so I stopped editing my podcast because it doesn't matter. I like the realness. I don't. I don't yeah. want to hear all this other stuff. What people say it has to be polished. I want it to be real. Yeah, people want to hear coughs and snots. I think so. I mean, it's really it's sexy to me. So I don't know. There you go. <laughs> I got. A, I got. A, I got a nice audio podcast coming for you in a bit, man. That's actually chapter uh, seven of the In the Dark Book with Jared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's got the sexy snot chapter. Oh my god! Just That's gonna be a mess in prison. <laughs> That's my niche, man. 
that's my niche, bro. I'm trying to lock it down. Oh, okay. Right, man. Any, any questions from a man for the boss? No, I just I just want to say um, first person who picks up on Trace's syphilis joke from earlier gets a free duck with this book. <laughs> what was the syphilis? You guys missed it. I missed it, too. Yeah, I know. Damn. I didn't listener... miss it. I just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, replay it. No, oh, here you get the listeners got to get the free book, back, man. I hate missing jokes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Y'all are amazing. Jeremy, how can uh, people reach you and, and buy your books and – I don't, I don't know. Second right thought. Don't don't play this episode. I think this might hurt my career. <laughs> Why do all of our guys no. say that? I don't know. No, guys. So seriously, like, um, my website is healthybooks.net. Uh, you can find me there, and it has a direct link to Facebook and uh, my scheduling Calendly link. And then uh, Healthcare Self Publishing Academy on Facebook. So reach out to me, send me a message and uh, love to talk to anybody and uh, like ask anybody. I'll pretty much let anybody talk to me on the phone. Cause you know, nobody ever wanted to talk to me growing up. So I'll just, I'll do it now. Look at you now. Look at you now. All the way from <laughs> Ruston, Louisiana. That's right. Oh, mountain man from Louisiana. There we go. There we go. We did. We made it, man. We made it. We, we made, made it. it. <laughs> we made it to duck legs. That's oh, right. Gosh. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Where did you go wrong, Jeremy? Well, <laughs> this weird snot episode. One, one podcast suck me. Um, <laughs> thank y'all so much for uh, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, man. Have a good have a good rest of your weekend, man. Appreciate the time, bro. All right, brother. See you guys later. Peace, brother. Later. We'll see you in Orlando, man. Yeah, I'll be there. Oh yeah. Peace, bro. Later, guys.